1: This is the Winning Plays podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Winning Plays is back, and the Boston Celtics are going to the NBA Finals.
0: Just as we predicted. Just
1: as we nailed back in January. This is Brian Robb, joined by Chris <laughs> Forsberg of NBC Sports Boston. And yeah, I, I don't want to, you know, chew our own here, but we really, we, 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 we nailed this from, from a fact that we went through mm-hmm. two things, Chris. We went through the... The, the blow it up method in January and the, uh, and the push all the chips to the middle in January. We, we wanted this team to pick a direction back then. And they, they did that. They picked the direction. Yeah,
0: um, I'd, like, <laughs> I'd like to take some credit for that. At least we weren't, I keep saying, you know, you had to pick your side of the street and you were really the picking. All right. If you're going to suck, at least suck a lot. And uh, if you're not going to suck, then do something. Uh, and the people, a lot of people were, were on the opposite side. And they were like, well, just, just break up the Jays because that, that something has to be changed. And uh, luckily I never, I never went down that alleyway because uh, that's a tough place to be. Now that Jason Jalen are raising the Larry bird and Bob Cousy trophies uh, after beating the Miami heat. All
1: right. We have a lot to talk about this week. Um, Luckily there'll be plenty of time to do that with uh, this series that will, what do we do? What do we do
0: with all this time off?
1: Two days off in between games, which may feel long for you guys at home but um for people who have to travel during the series is it was like it's a much uh, welcome development but let's let's look at game game seven deserves a, a few minutes here off the sure. top um do you want to start at the beginning or the end of the game I, like i'll let you like cool. where, where do you want to where do you want to go with this
0: uh well let's let's start with the juicy stuff let's start with the end
1: um has has marcus smart written a thank you note to jimmy butler yet <laughs> that's that's i guess my first question <laughs> Can
0: you imagine what the, I mean, our, like Belgar and Maz just like throwing chairs right now because they could have had a week worth of episodes based on uh, Marcus's decision. I, I can't even justify it. It was just, so, <laughs> it was so bad. Well,
1: um, I'm, you just got to be happy for, I'm happy for him from the sense like he played so well up to that yeah. point in the second half. And then it literally was the movie of like what's gone wrong for this team and <laughs> big spots for the last five years coming together and then miraculously it did not
0: so what i love about it is you think about it you hear tatum after the game talking about how that january 6 loss in madison square garden was the the low point of the season it felt an awful lot like that where the wheels are coming yeah. off and they, like everything they can do to not get out of their own way uh is what they were doing and marcus takes that three i like again i don't want to sound like i'm justifying i know what he was doing he was like if i hit this it's over and it's a clean look and all that but the situation was just, oh my God, how can you be doing this right now? Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, it, it'd be a lot. It's funny how like little things like that, like one, another foot on Jimmy Butler's three pointer and where like, the whole tenor and conversation isn't let's take a victory lap for this core. It's Oh my God, Marcus Smart messed up in the biggest situation of the year. And so that's just the, that's just the way it goes. But, um, at least now for the Celtics it's breaking their way and they're doing enough to, uh, to put themselves in position to, to, to win a, to win a game. But I will say this, you know, there is, a, and, and I, I, you know, it's probably not the biggest storyline here, but they're going to have to be better. Yes. Like what, moving forward, they have to be better. They can't have these lapses. You're not going to get away with that against the Warriors. And so, sure. Uh, I hope they learned their lesson, but ultimately I, I revert back to this with, with the playoffs doesn't have to be pretty. It just matters if you get oh. wins. And the Boston Celtics are on to the finals. And so Marcus Smart will be uh absolved of all uh transgressions. And we'll just focus on the good parts of that half that he uh that he that he had.
1: Yeah, it was um I'll say this for exists for, uh, for the, the team in the last like there a smart made the free throws, which is you know something. credit for that. I mean it was something again in the in the right, <laughs> and the um and a lot of a lot of smarts misses in the last three minutes were like justified like you said like open looks at the time and like take it like the right path the right plays were trying to be made and he made a lot of those shots over the course of the night it was a just it was the fact that you know it was like five in a row for him which is like yeah oh. and that was when, like you're like oh my god is this happening this is happening and then and then on that last play where Jimmy Butler pulled up for three, the Celtics got their ass back on that play, which mm-hmm. I think a, a big part of it was like Tatum was back. It was a, it was a frantic play, uh, uh, like smart, missed the layup in traffic. But everyone, a lot of times in the series, they did not get their ass back in that situation. But Tatum was over Struess. Jalen Brown was back. Horford obviously played it the right way and said, okay, Jimmy, you want that? Like, I'm going to, that's probably the least of the, the options we want to give you right now but you know we're gonna we're you can take that because we'll go with the numbers there and they got the rebound and and that's that like you said it doesn't matter how it happens they've had a lot of crazy things happen to them that go in against them the last these <laughs> last few years and the the pendulum is finally swinging the other direction but yeah it, it did feel like just like you said like that game in new york or just the first half of the season in general like that was like that was literally every single game was like what we saw at the end of game seven there for- it,
0: it it like I said I I was having terrible terrible flashbacks but it is it's it's just weird to sit here and say like everything we're we're talking about is juxtaposed to the fact that the start of the season was so bad and here they are in the NBA finals but yeah you know just um uh, you like I, I kind of like the shot in the moment like I, I I'm for me if I'm Eric Spolstra, like why well, I understand the value of the drive and maybe you can get Horford's on his heels and the other night he hit a big and one over Horford in that situation. But I mean, Jimmy Butler was rolling. Miami had all the momentum. I don't mind going for the kill shot at, at that spot. And, um, you know, you didn't get it and Celtics fans can celebrate that. But, um, yeah, I just, like, I, 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 we were, we were, we're, uh, I'm still down here in Miami and, uh, my, my buddy, Nick, our buddy, Nick Fredell was, was talking to the, the guy behind the counter here at the hotel. And, uh, a lot of people down here are lamenting the shot and whether, whether he should have drove.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got to, if you're a Miami fan, just from a standpoint, I, I'm with you in terms of like, yeah, he had it, Butler was on fire again. Like, you can't really argue with anything you choose in that situation. The fact that he had Horford on him and like with an open court situation with that much time left, I mean, you think, oh, like, yeah, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're, a, if you're a Miami fan, you're going to be like, oh, like that's, like worst case scenario, we get two free throws there. If you who is don't. the
0: miami belger i need to find out right exactly yeah who's gonna be, yeah. who's to gonna be that today
1: that. yeah i don't know who that person is but they're gonna have a field day um for the next week or two but um and also just from the and and the, and the celtics you know they talked about after the game just a sigh of relief you like oh man are they really doing this but like that you know if that game goes another two minutes three minutes like do the celtics lose by 10 like i don't know like if that's that's the i guess that's the the push and pull and of the of making a decision like that but when you're when you're Butler, you played 48 minutes there? like what, what do you have left in the tank
0: exactly i don't think and that's part of the reason i think he pulled he stopped like he, he just he didn't trust himself going at the basket at that point based on his legs and uh, everybody was gassed at that point so i don't i i, I just don't like it too hung up on it uh Sully shouldn't have put themselves in that position yes they should have <laughs> been a little bit more crisp and moving the ball and they were i mean man there was like five different points of that game where i'm like did they just forget everything that works and run and push and all that. But uh, ultimately, again, I just can't get hung up on it because uh, it did not ultimately bite them despite their desperate attempts to let it bite them.
1: And going back just to the game itself, bigger picture, some really interesting game decisions um, between, I mean, mean, obviously Tame and Brown went close to distance, we know that the, the beginning of the fourth quarter did not go well for your guy. He was gutting it out, Rob Williams. But it was just, again, you you could tell yep. that in that spot, it was just – it was almost unfair to him to put him back in that game because it was like, okay, what – you're not right. Get, like, what do you expect so, to happen?
0: So, so I, all right. So, like, I have to go immediately on the defensive about Rob here. But I think one of the criticisms of Rob has been, hey, how come you're not out there? And I think in this night, he at least tried to give it a go. And yeah. it was clear from the first two possessions he was not himself. And yet they needed him to grind out whatever he ended up, what he put, 12 minutes maybe? Yes. Yeah, no, 15. Yeah, it, it, oh, wow. Okay. So, like, you know, they needed him to grind out six minutes at the start of each half and just like give Al a little support, set that defensive tone, and limit the amount of minutes that you had to, to lean on Grant Williams, whose foul rate is steadily creeping back to 2020 levels. So, <laughs> um, yeah, like, I, 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 I get, I, so I, I can't like fault him for trying to be out there. I actually was surprised when he started the second half. I thought they'd go back to the, you know, Stark brand, bring in Rob for a couple minutes. But uh, maybe they just knew that while he's loose, while he's stretched out, maybe get him get get your get your six minutes there. Um, but yeah, I'm worried like moving forward, like how's he doing? Marcus seems be- better than game six, so yeah. like I'm I'm encouraged there. I don't think we have to worry too much about about his health, and everybody else should just need a couple days. But um, certainly certainly Rob's got to be better. I thought the interesting part of the series overall was the you know Pritchard has some good moments and then just com- kind of completely disappears He seemed really worried about them hunting him and I mean they were hunting Derek White when he was out there so you can understand like you got to be careful with with Pritchard but I thought there were spots where Pritchard could have given you energy and ball handling and all that and went away from him. So I'm, I'm, what do you think the playoff rotation looks like? Are they going are they going seven the whole time? Are they gonna like, Float in some Niesmith. I mean, some uh, some Pritchard. Oh man, they flo- floated kneesman. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, can they can will they will they will they need to use that many guys, or do you just with the spacing of the games lean on your seven? And when we say seven, you know, we mean essentially like Rob's limited, so you're just leaning on Grant and Derrick White off the bench.
1: Yeah, I give I give Payne Pritchard a shot in this series more. And it's and I think it, it'll help him from a matchup standpoint a little bit in terms of like. The Warriors have less guys. I feel like, obviously, you have Curry and and Thompson who can, you know, you know, expose you on the perimeter, but there are fewer just other guys that can create on their own. And that Warriors lineup, I mean, it's a great offense, obviously, and it's like terrific ball But you at least can. There's a, probably a little bit more margin for error there um, at times with Pritchard. And I think offensively, and we saw in these last two games, like you, the yeah. that was an incredibly short leash, and I get it. That's like. Imei wanted to lean fully into the defense, which ultimately proved to be like, I mean, to be honest, it was crazy. Like smart played the entire second half. Like Derek White barely saw the floor in the second yeah. half. And that was I, I, a, I actually a, a, a was, decision. I thought
0: Ime was going full starters the whole half. Right? right. Except like the Williams switch off. But then Derek White came back for the first three minutes where they tried to go without uh, Jalen Brown in that instance, just to give him a breather. Um, but yeah, I thought the same thing. I said, Oh my God, is going super tight here. He's just going to lean on all these guys. I don't know how that would have looked at the finish line if Jalen didn't have at least enough energy to kind of will them to, to the finish line there.
1: Yeah. That would have been a, again, there'd be like there'd been so much to talk about. I mean, there's, there's already so much to talk about, but if they, if they had somehow fallen there, that would have been, yeah. been a lot of things to be looking at closely. But at the same point, like he, he made clearly made decision. Like, okay. Like this is like smart. Has it going tonight? Like I'm riding or dying mm-hmm. for him. And for most of the second half, that worked great. Like rebounding, you know, making good decisions inside the arc. Um, it all worked. And Derek White had three turnovers in 19 minutes. So that might have been a situation where you may saw that and was like, oh, like we yeah. need to, that's literally what we need to get away from this game. And we need to play whoever's going to help us play the cleanest game. Like is what we want, need to go do right now. So it worked. It's there. But as far as rotation goes, I think you see Pritchard, a bit more at, the, at least the beginning of the series to see what he has in these games. And then I'll be curious to see like what Rob can, the, the, this is where Rob right. not being right really hurts you in terms of like, how much can you get away with him playing on, you know, 70 or 80% yeah. of what the, the Warriors can do to, from a three point line against you. Like that's, you're not going to get away with, it's not PJ Tucker out there just taking threes only when he's wide open. It's some of the best uh, trigger men in, in NBA history. I'm
0: uh, I'm fascinated to see how it plays out. I don't want to get too far ahead. I, 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 I feel like we need to get through Game Seven before we start. I, yes, like, I, I want to ask you about matchups and like how we think the series is going to go. But what well, any, any other like grand takeaways from from Game Seven? Like I thought he may bounce back really nicely. Like he did press the right buttons in terms of riding smart. I mean, obviously, you can you can you can quibble with the finish line, but I thought they played way harder at yes. the start. That was the biggest like, thing. Yeah, right. And and I think that starts with Ime. It's it's. It, I mean, you could see Will Hardy too. Like, let's move. Like, gotta gotta get the tempo up because they were so stagnant in that last game. So I thought the coaching was really good. I, I we we'd done a segment on on one of our programs about who we would vote for for the Larry Bird Trophy, and uh, originally, like after Game Five, I was leaning towards Al because I thought he was super impactful defensively and doing all the kind of Al things, and, it, and I felt like you know you could tell it means something to him. So he were setting that sort of like, we're going to do this tone. Then he had a miserable game six, and I was like, okay, probably not going to get that trophy. Uh, I think if may had been eligible, I would have thought about it, you know, in terms of, like, because I thought he had a really good series. Um, I was worried about that matchup. spo has been there. He's done it. I worried if if, if, if may would be a little bit overmatched in that sequence, even though he was good against Bud, and obviously, you know, well, Steve Nash wasn't much of a, of a headache. But, um, you know, <laughs> credit to Ime for – pushing the right buttons more often than not outside of game
1: six. A hundred percent. That was, I mean, said it's a phenomenal run for him. And the, like you said, the energy, the pace that they came out with was something that this team does. Like you have, if you were going to win a road game seven, you have to have that start. You cannot play from behind right. and just have that build up on you. This was a situation where, you know, it doesn't feel like they led wire to wire and it wasn't, Great. you know, and they, they had the counter punch multiple times when the heat got mm-hmm. the six or five until that, that final sprint. So um, I think that definitely starts me in the big way from a also a coaching standpoint too, from the heat side, I was shocked that Spo stuck with Oladipo for like yeah. so many, he took so, I mean, he was a plus 16 in the night and defensively how you see helps, but like some of his shot selection it's bad. absolutely killed them in that game. And that was something where I was like, when they go back and look back at that, if they're like, if you just have someone who is just more aware of the situation or just isn't, does not think they're this is three or four years ago, like right, <laughs> those are like like I think that was from a from a coaching standpoint in terms of like you know email road of the guys there, but like Spoh had other options there and and I feel like picked the wrong one. I
0: and I don't I don't disagree, but um I mean they were clearly like crossed their fingers on hero even more so than like with rob they just threw him out there yeah. and said please and he had nothing no um and yeah i think they're just so desperate for offense that you just can trick yourself into well like, give, me, give can, me caleb
1: martin over freaking yeah i
0: know and i'm with you and and even lowry came back down to earth a little bit had some big shots there in that fourth quarter but um yeah i just i, I feel bad I, I don't feel bad i feel i feel like you know, if, if I'm going into the offseason, suppose I'm going to walk into Pat Riley and be like, okay, you know, maybe some shooting just you know, <laughs> beyond Max Trues and and uh, and Martin, but um, yeah, they just they just they just didn't have enough offensive firepower, which is so weird because in the next round it's going to be the complete opposite. The defense won't be as jagged, and I don't think the Celtics are going to turn the ball over 50 times against the Warriors, but they're going to have to be a whole lot crisper on offense and and score more crisply because Miami just didn't
1: have those options. Where does um? Where does my have? Where does Miami rank in terms of like toughest teams in the, like the league? Do you oh. see like in terms of like if you're if you're putting these in order right now,
0: were they so, the better
1: I'm, the teams than the Bucks? No, without so, we, like, without Middleton or no,
0: no even even without Middleton, I think the Bucks just because the Giannis factor. It's just so much more difficult to have the game plan for one guy who can shred you, and like I still feel like the Bucks had more offensive firepower than the heat without Middleton um you know I'm sure that that didn't bear itself out very often in that series but I think in general I'd I'd take that roster but I do like Miami just makes it like physically imposing like it's tough to take the ball inside and then just when you get comfortable they're going to go zone on you and you're going to have to be creative and make sure you're you're in the right spots And so I just I don't I defensively. I, I liked what Miami did and at least gave themselves a chance, but they're just so bad offensively. I can't rank them among the best teams. And yet they, they were one shot away from the NBA finals. So, yep. uh, you know, shout out to heat culture for still finding a way to, <laughs> to be, to be in the mix. All
1: right. Let's first hear from our sponsor bet online. They continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, odds on these playoff series, and even some of the next season's future throughout the NBA postseason. Baseball is also back, so you can check out the start of the Major League Baseball season and the full MLB odds on there on a nightly basis. So it's you can do it for that. You can check out live betting on all your Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to join. Use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. It's where the game starts. It was almost fitting, though, that um, they at the end of that game did not have a, a an extra timeout, and mm. because Kyle Lowry had to take he used one like, on the ground, early right? in the falling ground, like on a flop in the fourth, he and got we away.
0: All said that. We're like, "What is he
1: doing?" Yep, and that was certainly came back to bite there in tell, the tell,
0: tell Miami Michael Felger about that too. Yeah, that's so, another uh, one.
1: Yeah, that's so for we'll that's for that. next week. Um, yeah. We haven't talked about Tatum at all yet. I feel like. He, he won the MVP. Should, should, should we talk
0: about think, the Larry I, I, Bird Trophy winner? The Larry
1: Bird Trophy winner. Um, I guess it's like twenty six, ten, six. I still on the block. The biggest thing about his night to me was, and we, in terms of how much he brought it, defensively rebounding, yes, things like that. That was the offensively like him making the right play, which he did time and time again, does not surprise me at this point. But when you get the the full. All around, like, you're hitting the glass. You're not turning the ball. Like, I thought the – not that they should be praised for this. Like, complaints to the official was, like, not – you couldn't really see most of the game. Which minimal. Minimal, yeah. which, again, like, when a game like that, like, matters. When you saw Tatum getting a three off of inbounds when P.J. Tucker was, like, off, out to lunch at one point in the first half complaining. So, yeah, I mean, Tatum, he needed a performance like that in Game 7, and they got it.
0: He did have like, i want to say two instances where he fell, which he is, like weirdly prone to do driving to the basket and didn't get up fast enough and got, didn't get back down the court. Yeah. and gave up like a three. Um, but otherwise, like you said, I thought from the jump, it was clear. He was setting the tone about like, we're going to play harder. I thought he was active on the glass, just like you said, the, the, the uh, defensively, you know, I, I didn't need him to score 50 in this game, but you do need to like bring that energetic tone and him and Al, from a, yeah. just like we want this perspective was clear. And so, yeah, he, he deserves credit for that. And just, again, he's, he's just the sort of dude who goes quietly look up and, wow, that's a, that's a pretty good stat line. You know, what was it game five where he was at 31 points? I was like, he's at 31 points. But, you know, you get to the free throw line and, and make your life a little easier. Um, I just thought I just thought the it was the other stuff, the passing. Um, Jalen Brown had one really nice feed at one point, like a third yes. quarter, fourth quarter drive where he kicked it out to the corner. And, you know, those are the plays that they shouldn't like sit here and make us tweet about them when they happen. But, you know, the fact that that they're happening more frequently now is, is encouraging and, and uh, they need to, they need to continue to make those right plays.
1: Yeah. 22 assists on the night. And you had 12 assists from Tatum and, and Brown combined wow. up against again, six turnovers, which, you know, still isn't great, but it still is a hell of a lot better than game six. Eleven, yeah, yeah, like that's, and and you look at what the, the, again, when you when you're able to lean on your defense, like Celtics said, and, and those guys can you know provide those numbers and still give you everything you want defensively, and you know force the Heat to be a team that had 16 assists period, and we're relying solely on two guys who made some pretty incredible shots the whole way to keep the minute. Um, I
0: don't I don't want to slander any of our media brethren, but you know because we love Timmy B, but how would you feel about? I Baller mean, again, that...
1: come on, come on, Tim. Like, let's <laughs> like, he was great. These last two games, like, let's not forget three, four and five. That's honestly like literally, yeah, literally, a little, reason bias. bias right there. Like it's if, if Butler hits that three and they go to OT and he gets the 50 and they lose in double O team, then like, okay, but you still, you lost you, your your numbers i mean i'll pull up his numbers for the series here let's let's give this a fair they
0: weren't they weren't bad but like yeah those three shake. quiet three quiet games i mean if we're gonna lament that tatum had a quiet game in the mix right. too like, like let's be let's be reasonable uh, here um uh, yeah 25, I, 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 25, I, I, 25
1: 7 and 3 for the series for jimmy Butler. let's look for tatum 25 8 and and 5
0: okay so yeah
1: like advantage tatum yeah so,
0: um, I, I, I will say, I was talking to Max afterward, and he had to do the tr- – oh, by the way, he was awesome on the, the trophy presentation. Oh, yes. Talk about um, – <laughs> he, uh, he he owned that stage. and uh, But he was saying, like, in the in the ramp to it, he didn't know who was getting it. And he was worried, too, that it was going to be Jimmy Butler. Like, what do you do? Just, like, let Jimmy Butler come invade the Celtic circle and give him the trophy? Like, it would have been yep. weird. So, uh, but, yeah, I, I feel like you had to give it to someone on, on the Boston side. And Tatum, as we, as we said all along, it's like, it wasn't a hard choice. If, 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 if Al didn't, if Al had had a monster game seven or something, maybe you could talk yourself into, into that. Maybe if someone else had a a game and and had a decent playoff series, you'd you'd convince yourself, but we kind of figured it was going to Tatum. And, and sure enough, he got it.
1: Final thoughts here on seven on the series. This is, have we, we've talked about pretty much everyone here. Yeah. Brent no, Williams, it, nice bounce it, it, back night in the first half before the fouling came to play. I thought that was big. Um, Derek White again, like everyone, like the energy from the jump that wasn't able to sustain, but like they got something from almost everyone in this game, which I think was yeah. important.
0: I think the the big thing I came away with that I, 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 in the interminable crawl to the game, as you're just like reading the same stats for the hundredth time, <laughs> like, I mean, for, literally for the hundredth time, because it was the hundredth game of the season. Yes. And I kept, th- I kept thinking because as I, as I wake up in a, a hotel room every morning, I say to myself, like, how long have I been on the road and, and how many? And so, I mean, it's remarkable that that every other day for the past 11 games um, or last night might've been 12, be like 14th game this month. Um, that three day break in Milwaukee seems like two years ago. And so uh, I- I'm, it, it, you know, I'm not going to say I'm exhausted, but like it, it's been a lot and this I don't have to go play basketball and grind against all these NBA players every night. I can't imagine what these guys are feeling. And certainly you get some juice from a game seven. But, you know, to sort of put a wrap on that series, like that's two ultra physical series in a row, two series where they really had to, their backs against the wall at multiple occasions and find a way to win. So a lot of positives in terms of their mental toughness, in terms of their resiliency um crunch time they kind of faded a little bit you know i, I wouldn't want to look at their net rating in crunch time yeah. for that series but um by and large you you found a way and that's all that matters at this point the the the, the as we start to spin it forward my fear is how do you bounce back and even though this is going to feel like a long crawl to the start of the game like the Celtics flew home last night they landed four in the morning they're going to sleep all day today they'll probably get together for film on tuesday morning and then it's right in a plane for a seven-hour flight to san francisco you got media day on wednesday and then you know essentially what's an early game out there six o'clock tip i think yeah. with the nine o'clock talk starts so like this is going to come faster like faster than you think are you confident the Celtics can just sort of use three days to rebound from two ultra physical series and will they be ready for the start against Golden State?
1: I do. I, I mean oh, I wow. think that they're gonna be
0: that was some just email like confidence yeah, Yes.
1: No, no, it. I just like at, based on how this how they've responded to stuff, all you're like three days off for them after the grind it's gonna be just like on. a
0: vacation. It's gonna be
1: yeah it's like and then the rest of the series you're gonna have two days off in between games yeah. like they're gonna be right and high and they're the younger team here. And I know the Warriors will be, well, fresh legs, um, you know, for a week here. But, like, when you're talking about their stars and stuff like that, like, this is, when you have Tatum and Brown and where they are, this is what the benefit is. Sneaky,
0: sneaky subplot. What if they give Rob game one off? Then he gets, like, a week.
1: Ooh. I don't, I don't, I don't hate it at all.
0: Yeah. Um. Or, or like, if, even if he just manages his but he's still got to ramp up if he does that. I wonder if there's some value in considering what a week would mean to like yeah. they wouldn't play so, the, to calm then, that down. Was Sunday. yeah it, seven days was, like legitimately said so, sunday to sunday if they if they if they ramp them down for one um i don't know i just kind of thought of that and uh got my wheels turning because yep. you know if you feel like one's gonna be tough anyway and we've seen this at, in instances where like they rested smart for game one against the box right and yep. um if you feel like you can either steal it or that you're, it's gonna be a grind no matter what. Maybe you can buy your guy three extra days. Um, I wonder if you if you give it some consideration.
1: You have, I mean, they need to just based on how the postseason has gone with him, yeah. and and what you were able to get out of him last night. Like last night, you really never really have a choice. Like this was like, we need to, we need you now. We need you to, you know, take 12, 15 minutes. He was a plus five in that game for all his, you know, tough spots there. Like it was, he was still that's good things. exactly. So like, if you can if a you if your mind says, Hey, let's get one out there and we're better off saving, I'd rather have Rob at 90% for game two, than you know, 75% for one and two, like that's, that might be an easy answer, especially if it, it bodes into the rest of the series. And I don't know, like the, the, the other big thing for me, and this will be, it'll be funny to see how it comes into play for the spoiler series of like the crunch time stuff. To mm-hmm. me, it's like, if someone would ask me for a prediction before game seven, it was like, okay, if the Celtics, if it's close, yeah. I don't like the Celtics' chances. If it's, you know, not close, yeah. then the Celtics take it. And it almost worked perfectly, It was like, it was just a big enough lead for them to hold on. And so that's, that's like, nice. if they can, maybe that's like the final frontier for them in this series is mm-hmm. to like, you know, cross that bridge and be able to like deliver in these crunch time moments and learn from taking too much time off the clock or, you know, figuring out like, okay, who are they letting shoot like? in these last three minutes here, maybe like becoming more aware of things like that, but um, they certainly will be battle tested from that front in terms of what they've had to go through in these situations.
0: I just keep saying it. They have to be more focused. Like even in that Miami series, there was a ton of open three pointers yeah. that either Strews missed or PJ Tucker missed. You might not get away with that against golden state. And so you're just going to have to be a little bit more crisp. And that's Ema's challenge. He's pushed every right button. He's got these guys to, lock in when they need to at least for stretches but you can't have the lapses that have kind of continued to 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 plague them how do you think they match up like let's say let's say Rob is out there like because that would probably be more often than not in this series how are you matching up starting pods like who's guarding who for the Celtics
1: who start yeah yeah you you start smart as deaf um the question the interesting thing to me is like what what you do with Tatum, if you give him like a legit right. assignment, or you give him a, a Romer type deal, um, which you, you can't fully deal in terms of their personnel compared to what the, the heat had. But right. I think like clay Thompson is obviously he had a tremendous game six there and it seemed to be like really finding a stride. So he's, to me, he's just as crucial as, you know, keeping him under control. Um, as um as stuff is, but when you have that, um, I think you obviously put. Do you put Rob on Draymond if he plays? That's, or do I'm you put him it, on like, Looney? I,
0: I think you put him on Looney, and then Al takes the Draymond assignment. Yeah, and probably tell Jalen he has to chase Clay,
1: and then Tatum and just has Wiggins.
0: Tatum has Wiggins, and I because I I hate the idea of Tatum having to chase Clay around screens and stuff like that. I just feel like you're probably better off letting him have easy. Now, you, I mean, I guess you're going to switch everything and invariably the matchups are going to change every time trip down the court. But, you know, can you make it a little bit easier in your primary assignment and allow Tatum, who is going to have to be great offensively in this series, to sort of have that breather. thought about, like, could you put Rob? Because they love putting Rob on, like, sort of a, a perimeter guy who doesn't stray too much. So could you put him on weekends? and not when he's
1: not when he's at this right like maybe he's healthy rob yes
0: exactly so i think it's you almost have to stash him on someone and i don't love the idea of draymond who's just so cerebral and can can make those plays let let draymond and al cancel each other out with their basketball iq type things and um and let rob just try to be you know do what he can uh without having to worry too much about an offensive player
1: and the other sneaky part of the series now is the Warriors are getting back some firepower, supposedly, mm-hmm. with Iguodala, um, Porter Jr. And then even Gary Payton II, um, who went out with a broken elbow, is supposedly gonna be back at some point in the finals, which is I think how, a huge how is that for the bench, right? I don't know. Yeah, that's an incredible recovery after a few weeks given how who needs elbows. Right. <laughs> he he went to the school of Rondo from the 20- twenty. Right. 2011 playoffs <laughs> bend it right back in the or, place um but yeah like that's uh that like they become a lot more scary if they get full like that in terms of just the versatility they have
0: yeah and, and i think the biggest thing that scares me is just they've been there and not that i think the Celtics going to show up and be overwhelmed by the moment but there's still a process usually for teams that make the finals where it's like you got to get your feet wet and then you kind of get it and um, it doesn't mean that teams can't win on their first trip there. It's certainly been instances of that, but especially when you're going up against a team that just knows what it's like and, and knows the, the sort of the, the wave of the series. And um, even though the Warriors are different than what they were from those, those first trips, I still worry that, you know, especially early on as the Celtics kind of find their way um, that they're probably going to be playing from behind in the series at some point. And you know how do they respond to that, and does that take some pressure off of uh, Golden State? As good as the Celtics have been against that team, they're still going to be really tested in this series, uh, and I'm fascinated to see what happens. Because, because I, I I get what you're saying too. Like every time they've had to 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 just sort of either go up or or tweak or be ready, and Imes had them ready. So uh, let's see if they can do it again.
1: Yeah, the the Adoka game plan in full effect. Hey guys. We we can't lose two games in a row. We we don't mm-hmm. lose two games in a row. We're pre- probably not going to lose the series.
0: You, you know, would also be a good good game plan. Winning games at home.
1: Yeah, yeah, that could help.
0: <laughs> like get get wild and. Uh,
1: what and, are they and, now? And, so they're. What are they in the last two series now? Are they so below five hundred at home? So,
0: so so if I'm doing my math right, I think I know they have seven road wins. So that would mean they have five home wins. 12, yes. three, I mean, yeah. Yeah, so they, they went five and well, they had two and two and oh in the first round. Uh I can't do math quickly, but no, so they're, it's, it's it's two and two and in the buck series. Two and four. two in the
1: yeah. Um yeah, so they 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 were three and four, I think, in the last two rounds. They only won one game at home against the Heat, and then they they won they went two and two against the Bucks at home. So they've been below five hundred for the last two rounds at home.
0: Which is just wild. Like if you the same deal. If you'd asked me coming into the series, what will the Celtics? Thrive at. It, I'd be like, oh, that's this is why you play for home court advantage because yeah. you're you're unbeatable at the garden. And yet, some of, some of their best efforts have been on the road, where Ime has legitimately turned them into road warriors.
1: Well, and now he gets to do it with six-hour cross-country flights on top of it. To, 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 it's to, not it's bad for the like...
0: start. Like I'm I'm bracing myself for, for the flight tomorrow because I just been forever since I traveled six hours in an airplane and three hours to Miami was felt interminable at times, but it's when you get the games five, six, seven, and we have to go ping, yes. ping, ping. Uh, so uh, actively rooting for a sweep on one side. <laughs> <of the other. laughs> You're here first.
1: <laughs> Everyone's going to
0: say the same. So what is your prediction for the series? Your early prediction for the series?
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Celtics uh, in um, four, please. Um, <laughs> my early prediction for the series uh We'll be, we'll be Celtics in six. Just to, to, to spare us the uh Yeah, the but you're, you're,
0: doing, you're following the trap again. You're saying. But I'm
1: following, and I'm following the trap, but I think this, they learned the, the trap is. Yeah, uh, I like, don't know if they've learned. You don't think they learned? You think it's going <laughs> seven? Or, oh, yeah, that's I, fair. Think it's, I think it's yeah. would be, that certainly be fitting. Would, it would, would be
0: fitting there. for them to win game seven on the road, third straight series to go to seven. Like just for me, it's just, it just, it almost has to play out like that. It just feels like the Derek White line. Derek, what I love best. So Derek White comes out after game six and is good and says, uh, if it was easy, it wouldn't be us. Right. And he missed the first four months of this like calamity. And even he knows <laughs> that this, this thing is wild. So I love that. He's like, yeah, man, like we, we don't make anything easy on ourselves. And it's so true. So um, I hope, hope they've learned that you can ease the path to success uh, I do not know if that will actually translate when it in in these games, but it just feels like it's got to go seven, and the Celtics got to win on the road, and they somehow uh, feel good, and everyone changes the 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 Chase Arena owners to the Boston Celtics, and you know, <laughs> like they like they used to do with Oracle. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm I, I'm fascinated to see how it plays out. That's I, that's fun. Hey, I, I every time I've, I've said, oh, you know what, that, that was a fun ride. They,
1: this ride just keeps well, going. Right, ride, the ride's going. And the ride is back in the finals for the first time since 2010 for the Celtics, Chris Forsberg, NBC sports, Boston rate review, subscribe to link place pod, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get us. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later this week.